I'm Olympic and world champion diver, Laura Wilkinson, and this is the Pursuit of Gold podcast. Each week, we are unlocking the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual tools that help athletes reach their biggest goals in sports. This morning at training, our coaches sat us down and we had a team chat about goals, but we didn't just talk about goals. We had to say our goals out loud to our entire team. So in today's episode, I wanted to dive into that topic a little bit more. As uncomfortable as it was to say our goals out loud in front of everyone, I'm going to tell you why that was an awesome exercise. We're going to talk about what your goals should look like, the importance of a plan to reach those goals, the difference between goals and expectations, and how having a why can get you through the toughest seasons. If you're enjoying the Pursuit of Gold podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and give us a five-star rating and review. And if you're loving the show, make sure you're sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. All right, I believe that there's gold in your future, so let's dive on into this episode. This morning, our coaches sat us down to kind of have an impromptu team chat, and I loved it. And I I love these team chats that we have sometimes. I used to not always like them so much uh, because I felt very called out when I was younger. But now that I'm older and a little wiser, I actually really enjoy kind of, okay, trying to think what what is my coach trying to get at? What's he trying to teach us? What's he trying to pull out of us? Like, I I love that. I love the mental side of stuff now. Um, And so they're way more intriguing to me now than they used to be. I think sometimes when teams get sat down for meetings, they're like, oh no, what's coming? You know, and it's like dreaded. But I thought this one was really extra cool because we started talking about goals. And, you know, any athlete knows that goals are like super important and imperative. And one of the first things that you need to do as an athlete is start setting goals. But that sounds so simple. And there's really so much more to it. And one of the things that we did this morning was we didn't just talk about goals. We had to say what our goals were for the summer out loud in front of all our teammates. And y'all, even at 43 years old, that is still really intimidating. Because when you have big, lofty goals, you sometimes feel embarrassed to say that in front of people. You don't know how they're going to react. You don't know if they're going to like laugh at you or, or whatever. Sometimes people are intimidated when you have big goals. So it's sometimes hard to kind of put them out there because you're worried about what people think about you at that point. And you kind of become accountable to them at that point because you've said, this is what I want to do. So it was a really cool exercise as every single person in there had to go around and say what their goals were for the summer. So a few things kind of came to my mind as we were going through this process. And one of the things was your goals need to be big. I mean, I'm sure you have heard that. It's so basic. But a lot of people set a goal because they want to be, quote, realistic. And y'all, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to be real blunt. That's garbage. If you're setting a goal that you know you can already achieve, it's not a goal. It is something you should just stick on your to-do list and check the box because you can already do it. A goal is something that is supposed to be out of your reach right now. It's something that you cannot currently do. So if you're setting goals that are something you can already do, those aren't goals. Those are tasks. So the first thing you have to do is set a goal that is currently out of your reach. And I love what we did this morning by telling our teammates that, but I kind of want to take a step back and talk about what you can do with those goals. Because I think saying them is one thing, but you also need to write them down. 
Did you know, here's a cool stat for you. Only three out of every 100 adults writes their goals down on paper. Three out of 100. But did you know this? You're 36% more likely to accomplish your goal if you do write it down. So only three out of 100 adults are writing their goals down on paper, but the ones that do write them down are 36% more likely to accomplish that. So writing them down sounds pretty important. But if you think that's impressive, what we did this morning is even more impressive. And I think doing a double whammy of writing it down and saying it out loud is kind of a big deal. So listen to this. Okay, if you write that goal down, you're 36% more likely to accomplish it. But if you share it with someone, you are 77% more likely to accomplish it. Why is that? It's because you're now accountable because you have put it out there. It's not just some idea floating in your head. It's now real because somebody else knows about it. And they can hold you accountable in a number of different ways. And it's just out there and it puts a little bit more pressure on you in a good way. So y'all, if you are really serious about achieving your goals, write it down, stick it on your bathroom mirror, somewhere you're going to see it every day on your nightstand, something like that, and share it with somebody. You don't have to say it in front of your whole team like we did. But let me tell you, that was pretty, pretty awesome and uncomfortable and a stepping out of your comfort zone kind of exercise. But if you can share it with someone, a coach, a trusted teammate, your parent, a friend, somebody that you trust with that, but that you can make it so real because it's now out of your mind and it's out there in the world and it's becoming real. And you're going to be so much more accountable to going after that and trying to achieve it. And your your chances of accomplishing it skyrocket. So write down your big goals that are out of your reach and tell somebody about them. And y'all, I kind of want to go back to how we were sharing our goals as a group, because I, I know that for a lot of people, for most people, that is such an intimidating thing. And especially for girls, because y'all, us girls, especially us young girls, man, we can be so catty. We can be so competitive and so fierce in all the wrong ways. And I want to tell you a little story, because when I started diving, I was 15. So I was in high school at that lovely caddy age where it all kind of seems to begin. I guess it starts earlier sometimes now. But at 15, I joined a group on our diving team that were all ex-gymnasts that had just started a few months before me. And that could have been really good or really bad. Like if we were all super competitive to where we were just kind of trying to tear our eyes out, like it would have been bad. But we were competitive in the healthiest possible way. We teased each other. We poked each other. We tried to beat each other at at getting skills and getting scores and all these things. And it pushed us and it pushed us so fast. We all got really good, really fast. And it became this incredible group. And it, you know, sometimes you're going to lose to your teammate and that you don't want to lose to that you think maybe you're better than or or that you really want to be and you're going to lose to them. But man, cheer them on because the better your teammates getting, that's just going to push you to get better. I think as athletes, especially individual athletes, team dynamic is totally different. And I don't have a lot of personal experience being on a team. My experience is largely individual. And as an individual athlete, sometimes it's hard to know how to be part of a team. But y'all, a rising tide really does lift all ships. When you are encouraging and holding accountable and pushing your teammates to become better, it is going to push you to become better. It really will. We had, when I went to college, my freshman year in college, I thought I was kind of walking onto a team of, you know, I thought everybody was kind of just 
regular, maybe about my, um, my level, I guess, you know, it was going to be pretty competitive, but I thought I'd have a pretty good chance to be like one of the top dogs. And one semester in, and this Russian phenom came on to our team, Vera Elena, who is a good friend of mine now. But when she came on, I was so intimidated and I was so angry because I thought, man, I'm never going to win a springboard meet again. Like this stinks. I don't know what to do. I was kind of mad, but competing against her, like I kind of competed with her in practice every day. And it made me better because I wanted so badly to be at the level that she was at. And I was not even close, but she pushed me and she egged me on sometimes. And it was the best thing because I got so stinking good at springboard, which was not my board. I ended up second or third at NCAAs every single year because I had this amazing teammate that I was practicing with and competing against and training with. And we pushed each other in practice. I did beat her one time, which I don't think she likes to admit, but I did beat her one single time. And it was the coolest feeling because I had worked so hard to get there. And I realized, man, I would not be here unless she had been my teammate and unless we were competing against each other and cheering each other on at the same time. It was really cool. So let any competitiveness on your team, let it be healthy. Don't try to put each other down and beat each other down because then really you guys are just going to stay at the same level or get worse. And it's going to have all these emotional and bitter um, things that are just weighing you down inside that is not going to allow you to perform well. But if you are healthily competing with each other and pushing each other to get better and working together in that team aspect man, you guys are going to be not just amazing athletes, but you are going to be an incredible team. So let's dive back into goals. So one thing with goals, we know they want to, we want them to be out of our reach. It's not something we should currently be able to do. And I think we also need to be really specific with our goals because a lot of times we shoot general goals. Like I want to be better. You think of New Year's resolutions. I want to be healthy. I want to make more money. But those are so vague and so general. It's hard to know if you've actually achieved that. You know what I mean? So I think being as specific as you can is really helpful because then you can know, have I achieved it? Am I still on the path to achieve it? Am I getting closer? And I think knowing the difference between short-term and long-term goals is really important because I think we need both. You know, when I look at setting goals for like an Olympic Games, you know, we we look at the Olympic Games as a quad. It's four years between Olympic Games. Well, except for this year when a pandemic happens, then you have five years from the last one and three years till the next one, which is a little unusual. But generally, it's a quad. It's four years. And so you have this long-term goal that's four years away And that's so long and it is hard to stay motivated. It's hard to know if you're still on track when something is so far away. So having short-term goals in between that is really, really helpful and can actually start helping you create like an action plan. So if you think of it like the goal is the ultimate destination, you know, like if the Olympics is the ultimate destination on your map, You need a plan of like how to get there. How are you going to drive and navigate to make sure that you end up at the right destination at the right time? So making these short-term goals, whether it's a goal for the year or several little goals leading up to that goal for the year, um, I like to break it down. I have all kinds of goals. I'm a goal-setting girl. And so I think that's really helpful because it starts to help you create this action plan, this kind of roadmap to make sure that not only are you going to get to that destination, but that you're going to stay on track and you're on course to get there in the right amount of time. So setting short-term and long-term goals is really, really important. Now, I also want to talk about 
how not to be discouraged because you can make all the lofty goals, you can make all the plans, and you know, sometimes we just don't achieve it. And that can be super discouraging. So I want to talk about how to not be so discouraged if you miss one of those goals, short-term or long-term, big or small. How do you not become discouraged and overwhelmed when you miss them? And I think the most important thing is understanding the difference between goals and expectations. Well, goals are stable, but they're also pliable enough to adapt to any changing circumstances. Even your highest aspirations can be realized through consistently setting goals and achieving them. So, I mean, what that means is with a goal, you're setting an outcome that you want to achieve with a plan to get there. But those goals and plans, they can be reevaluated and improved along the way. It becomes more of a systematic process with a solid endpoint and a roadmap of different routes to get there. Well, expectations, I mean, they're useful indicators of desire, but they're very difficult to actually achieve because they're not concrete or tangible. It's important to recognize that expectations tend to have very emotional roots and responses. They're not very defined like a goal. And usually we have expectations based on how we want to feel and not on anything concrete. So, you know, then whether or not we meet those expectations, our reaction is often very emotional, which means it can easily throw us off course and it often leads to disappointment. Because expectations tend to be emotion-based, our reaction is going to be emotional, just like I mentioned. The problem is this can snowball out of control and it can snowball quickly. If you have a certain expectation for yourself and it actually happens, then you create this bigger, greater expectation for the next time. And no matter how good you do, at some point, you're not going to be able to keep up with that growing expectation because it's not a tangible result. It's more about how you feel about it. And it's hard to measure that. And it's easy to be disappointed. Here's an example. The dictionary defines expectation as a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. I've met a lot of Olympic champions and something that breaks my heart is many of them have this expectation that winning the Olympics is going to change their life. But they get the gold medal and they still have their same set of problems. They don't get all the endorsements they thought they would. People aren't throwing jobs at them and opportunities their way like they thought they would. So instead of feeling accomplished, satisfied, instead of celebrating their win, they begin to get depressed and angry. They get bitter. They start to question their true worth and value as a person. The big question here is how do we avoid falling into that expectation trap? Because that's not good or healthy for anyone. So what we need to do is we really need to see our goals as destinations and our expectations as the directions that are going to help guide us to get to that goal. Expectations are part of the process to achieving the goals that you've already identified. So they shouldn't be the end game. They're simply part of the process to achieve those goals. The goal is the end game. Expectations are standards that define your daily efforts and behaviors. We need our expectations to be more of the way we conduct ourselves each day. So, for example, 
as we're working hard to crush these goals that we're setting, we should expect to give our best each day. We should expect to do all the necessary steps along the way. And we should expect to treat our coach and teammates with respect. So expectations should be the quality of vehicle that we're using to get to that end destination. They should define the way in which we're working toward our goal. So if you allow your expectations to hold you accountable and direct you on a daily basis, it takes the focus of the expectation off of the end result because that's the goal. Okay, so we've talked about goals and expectations and kind of our really our how, how we get that goal accomplished. But in order to reach your goals, your why is just as important, if not more important than your how. Having a why gives you purpose. It drives you. It keeps you going through the hard times, allowing you to persevere to reach your goal. Because let's be honest, when you chase after big goals, it's going to get hard. And I'll just be real honest. It really doesn't matter what your goal is if you have no motivation to get you going and keep you going through the challenges and difficulties that you are going to face. When you have purpose, you can become capable of so much more than you ever thought possible. Like you hear about the mom who can suddenly pick up a car when she has to save her baby because there's a reason she needs to do it, but she never would have been able to do it otherwise. But she had a reason. She had a purpose and it made her stronger and able to do things that she couldn't normally do. And we have to start chasing after these goals like we believe we can do it. Even if you're not totally sure you can, you have to start putting in the work like you think you can. You have to start owning it. You're not going to magically become this person at the end. You are going to be this person. You're going to become this person in the process and in the pursuit of this big goal. So you've got to start acting like you are the person who is going to achieve that goal. Because Sometimes we achieve our goals and sometimes we don't. But you will never be disappointed with your effort if you are all in because you are going to change and become this amazing person in that pursuit. So then if you reach that goal, man, that is just like cherry on top. I have been to three Olympic Games and I've only won one medal. It did not devalue the other two Olympic games I went to. It did not mean I was a worse athlete. I think I was actually a better athlete at my last Olympic games. I just had an unfortunate situation, so I just didn't dive well in, in the competition. But I wouldn't change any of that. I wouldn't take it back. I don't regret one day that I spent continuing my career and going after those things because I had amazing experiences. I grew as a person. I grew as an athlete. I, I don't regret one day of that. And here's the deal. Sometimes you do achieve your goals. Sometimes you do stand up on the top of the podium and that makes those goals and dreams worth fighting for and worth chasing after. So here's some takeaways for today. One, you need to have a big out of reach goal. You need to have one that's gonna stretch you and grow you in order to achieve it. Number two, you need to create a plan to get to that goal. Having a destination is absolutely pointless if you aren't mapping out how to get there. Number three, understand the difference between goals and expectations so that you aren't overwhelmed and discouraged if a goal isn't reached. 
And number four, you need to have a why that gives you purpose and determination to push through the toughest seasons. Look, I encourage you to write these things down, analyze them, edit them, hang them on your wall to remind you what you're going for and why. And if things change or at the end of the season, you want to reevaluate and make sure you're still on track, that you're heading in the right direction, or maybe you want to create new, bigger goals and continue pushing yourself to become all that you were created to be, you are capable of doing great things. It's time to start believing that and take action. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show. This allows us to keep bringing on amazing guests, and it also helps other athletes to find this show. Make sure to check out the show notes to follow us on social media and learn more about our awesome guests. To hear all of our amazing episodes, head on over to thepursuitofgold.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Pursuit of Gold is proud to be a Podigy production. That's all for now. Make sure to tune back in next week. 